0: Welcome to Sister Hack. Do you crave candid conversation? And are you curious about how others deal with the details of work, home, family, and everything in between? Well, sisters Hannah and Rachel have conversations about the unspoken dynamics that drive our everyday lives. And we have more in common than you think. So when you listen to Sister Hack, you too can share hacks and laughs that help make this convoluted life a little funnier and a little more clear. So now introducing Hannah and Rachel.
1: What's up, Sister Hackers? It's your favorite sisters. Welcome to season three.
2: Season three of Sister Hack. I can't believe that we've been doing this for over two years now. Um, We might not put out the most episodes, but I think we put out
1: the best. (laughs) quality (laughs) over quantity i was trying to do a thing this where we like introduced ourselves i said i'm rachel (laughs) i teed you up oh and i'm hannah (laughs) okay there we go we are for new listeners which maybe there are some we are sisters and where did the name sister hat come from
2: well i think it's very similar to sister act which was a popular movie Uh, in the 90s um Honestly, it's been a while, yeah, but one which um, I've never seen. Yeah, it's a great movie with Whoopi Goldberg. We offer all kinds of advice, um, maybe unsolicited advice sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and our guests offer very, very sound advice on this podcast about all kinds of different life topics. We look at things from a sisterly lens and as we get into season three and in the midst of 2020, there's a lot of. Hot topics right now that we're going to try to look at with a sisterly lens.
1: Yes. Timely topics, but you know, we're just here to chat, to be. Yeah.
2: And in reality, we're going to have some escape topics in season three, too, just to get away from some of the seriousness and heaviness of this season and season of life. So, speaking of which, how have you escaped some of the seriousness of 2020, Chach?
1: Oh, let me tell you. Well, we first, well, we last had an episode in June, early June, huh? So it's been a couple months. Haven't talked to you since, sis. Just kidding. <laughs> like all, of, all of July <laughs> together. But um, a couple things that I do to escape. The main one is reading. Mm-hmm. Especially lately. I just finished my 13th book. of Ooh, props. Year and I didn't start until March, so I've read 13 books since March, so that's exciting. Follow me on Goodreads. <laughs> Just kidding, don't. I don't really connect with people there, but I wouldn't mind. If you want to, I'm on Goodreads, but um, yeah, so 13 books. I'm reading one right now. It's called, well, and but the other thing too is like while it's an escape, it's also a way to learn about more about what's happening, so I'm reading a book by Jodie right now called "Small Great Things" and it's very relevant to um, prejudices and discrimination and whatnot. It's very interesting. I just started it, but it's a it's a, f- a fiction book, just giving perspectives from people coming from different angles with with that. But anyway, what about you, sis? What do you do to escape? heaviness of 2020. yeah
2: I think books are so good too I've also been getting to that that was one of my new year's resolutions to How's read for one more to read outside of work read less I mean not to read less articles and things like that but just to be in textbooks which is my normal but just to be able to choose what I wanted to read so I've been doing two books a month which I guess would put me at like 14 sorry <laughs> one ahead of you are you at fourteen?
1: Because <laughs> July just ended, so I just finished my two books for July. Oh, okay, cool. No, you know it's not a competition for me. One, I'm not competitive. two you had two months ahead? Yeah,
2: I had two months ahead of you, and you're, but your pace seems like you're gonna pass me up. That's fine.
1: Um, That's I think
2: because I've had so much family time, which has been really a blessing but also hard in a way when you have a lot of little ones around you. So revving up for the school year for um, another university year that's going to look very different um, has kind of been an escape because I've been really having to do a lot of things differently. And so it's like a creative escape in a way. You have to really think uh, outside of the box in order to make the experience beneficial for students so that they can get the most out of it. It hasn't been not stressful, <laughs> but it's also been just a nice way to um, do something other than uh, mothering, which is yeah. a way to not think about COVID. And so that's like an that, escape for you? Lot. Yeah, work is an escape. Uh, my, my nanny now is coming three times a week, and I'm getting to go to my office, and it feels like a dream.
1: I can't believe I forgot to say that gardening about... Oh, yeah. Have we, we haven't talked about my garden in a couple of months. Um, we've had some <laughs> downs. This skinny was thriving and then it died. I'm not sure what happened. Actually, I, do, I am pretty sure after some Googling, I think something got into the um, stem or the root. But anyway, gardening is an escape, much like a lot of folks because there's memes about it. It's like a joke. Did I say this in June? I'm having deja vu. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But we have very different escapes. Yours are career driven and mine are um, hands on.
2: Yeah, and I wouldn't say that work is always an escape for me or always will be. I just think like in my season of life. I think that like athletics will always be an escape for me, but maybe not, you know, right now being kind of large.
1: Uh, pregnant. I'm pregnant, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this we know, check out May, check out May 2020 episode. Uh, yeah. so what have you had to face head on? What are big changes going on for you? Anything? In- so,
2: yeah, things that I can't escape from. I guess work kind of falls into that same category, like doing things differently. We have some really interesting, um, good stuff, but it's, it might get kind of confusing. At Concordia, Texas, we have um students can choose if they want to be virtual or face to face but the first three weeks are completely virtual for upperclassmen and your room your classroom can never be more than 50 percent capacity so you might need to like enforce some virtual learning if enough students don't volunteer to do that so it's just like a lot to keep track of and i'm glad i'm not teaching a ton of classes this semester because i feel like i would get them confused but um that is like just a reality a head-on reality that i'm just like, sounds like okay. a lot of math a lot of math um in a positive light with the teaching again i've been able to incorporate and i always do this anyway but um uh, i think the students will have even more interest in it than they already do but from the black lives matter movement we've had and the the crossover with education being able to bring even more um, updated sources articles uh, topics and um, that into my classes i'm really excited to get to discussing with the students and hear about their experiences this summer and their experiences of the past and to dig into the crossover of education and black lives matter so that's um, another positive from a head-on or a head-on topic. in
1: That ties in really well with today's guest, who we will speak with in just a moment here, but we're actually interviewing our oldest older brother. I have two older brothers. Hannah has one, but Peter. My only older brother. Our, our oldest brother, Peter, and his best friend since they were what? four or five years old Mm -hmm. Jason and a board game that they have created that they're going to tell us all about but a lot of it has to do with inclusion and diversity and representation and so we're really excited to hear more about their game Factions Battlegrounds Um, anything else you want to say before we talk to them sis? No, I think we'll just uh, try to let them do most of the talking, which is, <laughs> which is hard for us. <laughs> which is hard for us, but we'll try. And here they are. Okay, we are here with Peter and Jason, Peter Ferry and Jason Creighton to be specific. Um, say hi, guys.
3: Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's
0: it going?
1: <laughs> Welcome to Sister Hap. <laughs> Welcome to Sister Hop.
0: You Thank are
2: you. uh the first brother who's made it on the show nice
0: oh well, it's actually
1: a little backstory
0: the best for first <laughs> we
1: actually <laughs> interviewed peter for our first episode ever we did a episode on pet peeves but we were so nervous we didn't know what we were doing i for one felt i it was a blank i blacked out for most of it i was so nervous and i and we never ended up posting it because one yeah episode, it was a little rough <laughs>
0: Yeah, so this is with, uh, not only
1: are you up. our first brother interview, we've interviewed you twice before anyone else. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I remember that was we were like on the floor with like a microphone and sitting in a circle. So yeah. Yep.
1: We've moved on to Zoom.
3: Yeah. So yeah. Peter
1: and Jason have been best friends. How old were you guys when you met? Uh
3: six. Yeah. Well first
0: grade, yeah. First grade, yeah. First grade, yeah. So five or six. <laughs> yeah. I love that.
1: And now you guys are early thirties. Do you mind that I say that?
3: Don't mind mid mid thirties.
1: So for nearly three oh, I'm, years I'm best friends. <laughs> and you guys have been best friends despite not living in the same city for probably about a
0: decade since um more than that, probably more than that. well, I mean, after high school I lived we lived apart like in different cities and then we lived together for i think two or three years but then yeah since yeah since then it's been different cities
1: and you and one childhood memory that comes up perhaps every time our family is together and this involves you jason um is when you ranked our family from funniest to least funny (laughs) and i don't know specifics i just know that i rachel was in either the top two or three.
3: Oh, you were definitely second, because Stephen was first. Thank was you! Stephen, I'm assuming Andrew was ranked least funniest. Andrew
2: was last. Oh, yeah, that's, what that's what we really like.
3: remember. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and we bring that up a lot, because Andrew is really good at a lot of things. And so it's kind of our one thing we can be like, well, Jason ranked <laughs> Yeah. And it really helps us all just to uh, pat our own backs. What number was
3: <laughs> you remember? Oh, that—that that I don't know. I just thought I, I, I think he might have been ahead of you, Hannah. You might be
0: I thought it was. I, I didn't think it was ranked. I thought it was just like either funny or not funny, and Andrew was the only one who got it not funny. <laughs> oh, it's like
1: everybody's funny true. except for Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Andrew's
0: that could kind
1: be of Hannah funny. Actually. Yeah. Well, so, and I so I just want to say thank you for that. I know it was probably about twenty years ago that you said it, but it it still I you know I get a lot of pride.
3: When I thought about that, so thank you. Yes, and, <laughs>
1: absolutely.
2: Uh, you know, you're basically part of our family, so we love our audience to get to know you guys, but we also want the Sister Hack audience to get to know um, some of the things that you've actually been working on since childhood, and it's coming to fruition really this summer, and that's your creation, and I got this uh, line from your Instagram, of a fantasy combat board game representing diversity of cultures and mythologies and that's called factions battlegrounds so if you guys could kind of tag team it and give us the simplest version of the objectives of factions tell us also you know who in our life it would be perfect for or what occasions that would be perfect for i feel like that would be a good way to get us rolling here
0: all right take that part away pete yeah, I'll start it. I'll, I'll I'll talk about the actual game, and then I'll let and then there's you know a lot that we're trying to do beyond the game, and and Jason's uh, really great about speaking to that. So the game itself is is basically uh, in about fifth grade, fifth through sixth grade. Um, Jason and I and a couple of our other friends uh, got pretty pretty into kind of fantasy games and just different kind of video games that that focused on. Um, just a lot of kind of fantasy and sci-fi kind of stuff. And so we kind of started making our own, but there wasn't really any rhyme or reason to it. It was really just a bunch of drawings. Um, and then we found those later in life as adults uh, several years ago now, and uh, we decided to actually turn it into a, a game. Um, and so kind of what you have now is is basically our fifth grade dream uh, now that we actually... Kind of know what we're doing a little bit uh and, and i use that very loosely but we're 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 kind of actually making it happen now and it's it's a two to four player game it's designed to play there's there's a lot of games that are heavy tabletop games they're called war games or miniature games and they take about five or six hours or all day to play uh this one is designed to play very quickly uh 20 to 30 minutes the other end of the spectrum there's kind of card games as well that uh that play really quickly where it kind of revolves around a deck this is kind of more you're in control of of your units and your army and you move them across a board and you fight different opponents um and so jason and i really wanted to do that uh and kind of make it happen and just kind of see where it went as we started making the game we kind of you know made it better and better and better and realized hey this game's pretty fun and people really enjoy it and then we we kept going and it got better and better um, and now you know we, we have pretty much a finished product that we're really proud of that we really love to play uh, and now it's just a matter of, of making it happen along the way we kind of developed a mission and uh, we found a need kind of in, in gaming and and uh, I'll let Jason explain about that
3: yeah absolutely uh, so when we we're deciding to do the game uh, we, we noticed that there was a things that are lacking in the board game uh, industry, just in regards to the design and the the appeal of them. Uh, And the cool thing about board game is it's it's this really awesome community and our goal is to be able to include more people in that community. Um, So just um, in the board game industry, there's a a lack of a voice for people of color and also women specifically in the creative process. So for the designs and also the artwork. Um, And there's a very low percentage uh, of people of color, women that are involved in that aspect of it. And we really want to focus on that regards to the team that we formed so to have a uh, more people of color and also women be a part of our team in re- for the designs and the illustrations but then also have more cultural representation in the artwork which is lacking too as well uh, so specifically to include cultures and mythologies that you don't see as much uh in the fantasy genre so traditionally it, it's mostly uh just european cultures that are present uh, too as well and sometimes you see eastern cultures but you really don't see anything from uh South America or Mexico or, or Africa. And so those regions are for the most part absent. We really wanted to include that in the game as well.
2: Wow, that is awesome. We're gonna get more into the, the nitty gritty of that, especially the uh, pieces that Jason's talked about. But I don't know if you guys have ever listened to Sister Hack before. We have a very famous section called Hack Yes and Hack No.
3: Hack Yes!
2: and basically what you have to tell us maybe you'll differ in opinions or maybe you'll come up with the same opinion is um hack yes you agree with the statement that i make or hack no you disagree with the statement that i make nice okay so this is the hack yeses and hack nos of creating a strategic board game
0: (laughs) all right all right number one
2: (laughs) hack yes or hack no art is as important as concept.
0: Back yes. Heck yes. You can yeah, go abs- into it, too, if you want to. Absolutely. <laughs> if you want to
2: explain.
0: Yeah, oh, exactly. okay. Sorry. Yeah. So, art, art's the, Oh, go ahead, Jason. You go ahead Oh, go. yeah. No, for sure. Because
3: <laughs> a lot of times when people make games, they say something called table presence. And so the idea, like, if, if you walk to a table, does that game, like, attract your eye? Uh, and, and that's a huge element of it, too, as well. So th- to be able to draw people in with the artwork. And then again, for us, that totally fits the mission, but we'll now let Pete take uh, the rest of that away.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say, it's pretty simple. No one is going to play a game with, with uh, subpar art. Art is what draws people in and art almost as important as gameplay. I mean, the gameplay is, is the most important once they're playing, but art is what's going to keep people playing as well, because like Jason said, table presence and it's, it's, it's just an extremely, extremely important part, um, equally as important uh, to the game as as the actual concept and gameplay of the game.
1: As the famous quote says, Earth without art is eh.
0: Yeah! Yeah. Jason's like exactly. an like art
1: teacher. Yeah.
2: So Jason, for our audience, uh, is an art teacher at the high school level. So And artist. And artist yes. himself. So he's got... A nice uh, ability to determine what's good and what's not. <laughs> yeah.
1: All okay, right, should you take the next second one. Second hack, yes, or hack no. Simple is better. Hack
3: yes.
0: Hack yes. <laughs> hack yes. And, it, <laughs> and then that goes for. You know, should okay.
1: we leave that as a simple answer to prove? <laughs> or no, I,
0: well, <laughs> if you want, but I'll just say I'll just say it, it's uh It's it's easier for people to come back again and play the game the simpler and quicker they understand it and they feel they have more fun when it's easier to understand and comprehend on i will say this though you don't want to make it so simple that it takes out that it takes out skill that's needed to play the game otherwise it Mm -hmm. just turns into basically like a total luck based thing like a coin flip or something like that Mm -hmm. so you you really do want to have a baseline level but then once you've achieved that baseline level the simpler the better
3: absolutely all right I, number
2: three oh let hack
3: jason
2: yes okay all right well that's yeah yeah we'll let jason take this one <laughs> hack yes or hack no a target audience is a must
0: hack yes hack yes but yeah. now jason you have to answer this one
3: <laughs> all right so i can take that one yeah so so for our game specifically but of course for any product um, you need to have a target audience so that way, like your, re- really so everything fits with fits that within your brand so that you know, like your goals and what you're striving towards. So that way you can really um, address and serve that audience because it's really, it's even though we're making a game and it's part of our childhood dream, it's not really about us. It's about our audience. You need to serve like their needs and their desires and their goals and their wants. And that's what it comes down to. I love nice. that.
1: People. Okay. Hack. Yes or hack no, we have two more here. Incorporating contemporary culture and social issues was a priority in this game's creation.
3: Heck yes.
0: Yeah, heck yes. (laughs) Yeah. And and I think not not only in the creation, but also it really really galvanized our team and and solidifies our mission to, it it really fuels our drive to make this happen because the more that we become involved with this community, the more we see two things the more we see that there is a huge need for more representation and we the more we see that it's a very welcoming community that that craves being able to include everyone so it's <laughs> it's a needed product and it's a wanted product and and i think that there's a those two things go hand in hand in this particular case
3: absolutely
2: all right last one hack yes or hack no a first time player of factions can beat a veteran
3: hack yes yeah back, yes for sure.
0: Has it's it happened. happened
3: to you? Yeah. It's, oh
0: yes. Yeah. It happens. It happens.
1: Who's the best player in the family so far?
0: In the family? Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it is me. <laughs> but there's there's several people who can beat me regularly. The the reason why you can you can uh, a beginning player can beat a veteran player is because there's still a lot of a lot of choice and each faction is kind of designed if a player makes a mistake you each faction can make the the player pay so if a veteran player makes a mistake it's pretty easy to pick up on that mistake and it's pretty easy to figure out how to make them pay so um right now i just make kind of the least mistakes in the family but i make a lot more mistakes than a lot of other than a lot of other players so
1: interesting
2: I like that very interesting all right so we've kind of touched on some of this stuff we're done with the hack yes and
1: hack no. Right. you guys rocked it you agreed on every single thing which good for you that's you know <laughs> hey, can i just share real quick kyle and i were on a walk yesterday and there's a street not far from our house called hack street and i was very excited about it Thanks. and i will take a picture and show everyone and that will be on our social media yeah. <laughs> sister hack podcast instagram sister hack podcast Factions Battlegrounds Instagram. We'll
3: tag them too. Yeah. Please do. Collab,
1: if you will.
2: Um, I guess we could say that there have been two huge themes of 2020, and that's uh, racial injustice and a global pandemic. Um, So how have these had an effect on factions, being an entrepreneur, your guys' timeline with everything, positive or negative?
0: Well, we can each take one of those. I can start with the pandemic. So the pandemic, basically, um, it kind of shut down, I guess you could say, the, the, the gaming industry as far as what we're trying to do. Our, our goal is to get as many people to play the game as possible. And the way that you do that in this particular industry is you go to conventions or you go to game shops or you go to at least two or three of these major conventions that everyone goes to every year and get people to play test your game, and share your game, and and, uh, follow you, and subscribe to your email. So we were really in the meeting people phase, Um, and that, and so that, that hurt, and we had to really readjust our plan. Fortunately, we also kind of adopted a really good marketing kind of plan on Instagram, and through social media, Um, but it really allowed us to get back to focusing on making our game actually really good, getting our art done, getting our getting our design templates perfect. I don't know if we would have been able to, because we've actually switched over the game completely twice in terms of like how the cards are laid out, how the mm-hmm. battleground looks, and we're going to do it one more time, making things simpler uh, this next upcoming week. We, wouldn't have, we probably wouldn't have done a lot of that. We would have done some of it, but probably not a lot of it. Um, if it weren't for COVID, really, because we'd have been out meeting people and our time mm-hmm. would have been spent doing that. So it, we were able to to actually find a silver lining in, in it as far as the gameplay goes and just really kind of adjust our plan, be more active on social media, reach out to people more on social media, do Zoom meetings and things like that with um, different manufacturers and um, that's kind of how and and everybody is still trying to figure out exactly what's going to happen with these conventions and things like that in the future Uh, but for the time being it it worked it gave us almost a a three-month gap uh, or four-month gap or just however long this goes gap to to get our game um, the way that that we wanted it and we didn't know it could get to that level unless we had to hunker down and sit at home and really evaluate and look at making some of these changes.
1: Really quickly, a little bit of a timeline. I mean, I know this game started in fifth grade. So what year would that have been? 19. Well, I keep dating you guys. Uh, That's okay. Oh,
3: 96. How old are you in
1: fifth grade? About 10? 95 or 96.
3: Yeah, Yeah, 95. Yeah, I think 95, 96.
1: So So we're about 25 years in. (laughs) We're about 25 years in. No, (laughs) so was it like, it was like two-ish years ago, right, that you guys kind of got started with this? And probably within the last... 12 months really buckling down or or more -hmm. than 18
0: months yeah yeah absolutely yeah within the past two years it's it's really gone taken off and the past year especially um i i kind of was putting things together and and putting a a baseline down probably about three years ago now but it never really i didn't really no one else was really involved and then when jason and i both got really serious about it then it then that's when we really went to town (laughs) love that Absolutely. And I
2: don't know if as like some quarantine stuff continues and as the game makes its way to the market that it actually could serve that our population well because people have to stay home and do i mean games have really i feel like
1: made a comeback yeah yeah
3: summer.
1: games and gardening yeah.
3: Games. Yeah. i like to bring
1: up the gardening because yeah i bring it up a
3: lot if I and, and, I, and i know puzzles were selling out a ton too what is Bubbles? yeah and like Oh, yeah. Puzzles and things like that were selling out, too, because people were inside so much. I thought you said I
0: don't
3: know if you want to talk
1: about that. Yeah, Jason, can you share share a little bit about how um, with racial injustice or just equality movement Mm -hmm. actions plays a role in that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say just in regards to the industry, what we've noticed is people um, become more open uh, and aware uh, that there are groups of people who have less of a voice. specifically minorities not having uh just uh, a smaller voice in society but also in the board game industry and people have been more open to trying to provide those opportunities and that's one thing peter and i've noticed people who do have influence in the board game industry and for factions too as well then being able to because now there's more of a heightened awareness about this being able to then show people yeah there there is a mission behind this game and there is now there's a need for it and i believe um even there was you know clearly a need for it before this happened. So even people are like, oh yeah, I really liked the mission, you know, last year. But now I feel like because it's more um it's more prominent in society, people uh see it and then they automatically realize that there is, is a need and a want for what we're doing. So most definitely. I think that's the biggest shift, uh just culturally.
1: That's really cool. Do you is there a story? that comes to mind just of the mission coming to fruition if you will that um, that you guys would like to share of just a, a point where you're like wow we're really we're really doing what we set out
3: to do yeah I, I think the thing that's pretty neat is we we get um, over the course of this process especially on our Instagram presence we get people who DM uh, especially like younger people like high school age uh, people who uh, they see an image so it, a lot of a lot, we cr- promoted some um, like South American influence artwork uh, for a a, a faction called uh, Primus and people saw that and they they were really engaged and really interested in that like I haven't seen something like this before it's really cool seeing this culture uh, and these stories that I grew up with played out in artwork that kind of reflects that and represents that and that's one of the coolest things I think that we Peter and I have been a part of to kind of see that type of thing
1: that's really cool thanks for sharing that So earlier on, we
2: asked, or I asked this, and I don't think we really got to the uh, heart of it. Who should we buy when, first of all, when, when are we thinking it's going to hit the market? Who should we buy it for? And what occasion should we bring it out for?
0: Yeah, well, I hear, so basically we're going to try to go to Kickstarter um, in October. So what that means is that we're going to basically have a finished product uh we're gonna and we're gonna be seeking people to support it and when when we hit our kickstarter goal it'll go into manufacturing uh and then it'll be shipped over to the united states and the people who pledged to the kickstarter at certain levels will will get uh one of two versions of the game um they'll either get the basic version or the expansion version then uh hopefully we'll be able to sell it um through our website and through different things like that um as far as who who should get it anybody who has an interest in tabletop gaming uh would be one anyone who has an interest in really cool art would be the second anyone who has an interest in supporting and helping uh kind of a cause for representation and helping diversify uh just different aspects of life would be a third um and anyone who likes sci-fi uh would be a fourth and so basically those th- that would be my answer to that. Yeah. Um and what what's the occasion? I think that I think that there's plenty of occasions to play factions. Anytime you've got, you know, a couple friends together or are looking to kill some time, you have 20 to 30 minutes, um you can play a quick game of factions. If you're looking to kind of just hang out all day with your friends, you can play Different games of factions, different series of factions. Two to four players is what it's is what it's available for. Um, we wanted the game to be able to be pretty portable, so that you could take it to different places, different game shops, different coffee shops, or whatever, and just meet up with your friends and play that way. Um, yeah, so so I think that there's anytime there's a couple people together and you're looking for for something to do, uh, factions would be a, a great a great game to play. Well,
2: that is awesome. Um, One thing that we haven't really gotten into, and we're going to do it for our next segment, it's called There's a Hack for That, our final segment, I guess, um, is your partnership and your friendship, even though we've talked about how long, um, you know, you guys have been friends and how long this has kind of been in the works in a way. uh, But we, in this section, offer our audience hacks or basically tips for different things. And so, for this section, we want to uh, know your hacks for maintaining a friendship and business partnership.
3: Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So don't <laughs> I've ever gotten to, that question before. Ask
2: you questions. You don't have to. You don't have to just
1: uh, come up with advice. So, okay. Rachel, right,
2: so Give them the first one.
0: Oh, I see.
1: Oh, I thought that was the question. Okay. Um, how do you divide up responsibilities?
0: Well, that's that's been the great thing about knowing each other for so long is I know what Jason will be significantly a lot better at than me. And it's most things, you know, game related. So, and art related. So it's, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty easy to just say like, Oh, that's something that I know Jason will do better than me. And so he kind of takes the lead on that. And I also, we also trust each other from being Mm -hmm. friends for so long. So we trust that it's going to be, you know, done in the right way and that and we both know we're extremely passionate about this so it's when we trust each other to do something we know that we're each gonna put our all in it and come up with a solution.
3: Absolutely.
1: That was a great example Peter just complimenting your business part.
3: <laughs> oh
1: well, go ahead Jason what are you gonna
3: say um yeah I, I would say the 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 hack is to be as open as as we can so open and not having an ego when we're discussing things and going over things, because we know we both have a lot to learn too. As well, we both know we have different skill sets. but being able to bounce each other, bounce ideas off each other, and be open to making changes and adjustments, I think that's been the the biggest uh, hack on, on my side. Knowing that we both have things to learn and both there's both things we can fix and adjust.
1: Love that.
2: Can you offer a hack for the financial piece that inevitably goes? into starting something from scratch like this.
0: Well, I mean get a
1: job at the fish market.
0: Yeah, that's one that's one way to, to do it yeah. is to to just kind of really grind. You know, Pete, yeah,
1: day. share what you did, Pete, to help.
0: Uh, yeah, I started working weekends for about um, eight months at uh, at Whole Foods Market in the seafood department. They had an opening. And so I'd work um about 16 hours, extra hours each week, uh, both, both days of the weekend um, doing that. And all, every dime went to factions basically. So, um, And that was an example too, where it, it reached a point where the things that I could do to progress the game, I could no longer, like Jason, it, it was about the art and about some of the graphic design. And so Jason was able to take over the leadership role and uh, you know direct the artists and everything. But the way that I could help, I just found the way that I could help that. So I think that's another thing we do is we both kind of just figure out what needs to be done and then we mm-hmm. have no problem doing it. <laughs> so
3: And is um, it
2: is it true, Peter, that you named your wife Kiki, the CFO, the chief financial officer of factions?
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Cause she she watches where makes sure that you know we have enough in the budget to pay for all. <laughs> these things because it is expensive that's one thing i would obviously caution is that it is over time expensive in there and if you want to do it correctly and again if you're you're like me and you're you're only kind of talented at a couple things you want to make sure that you have talented people who believe in the the product and the mission uh working on it and that can that can cost money sometimes
1: peter says he has talent at a couple things that's not true but I will say one thing he is very talented at is creativity and he's kind of the um would you say the concept guy the rules and how would you describe your role in factions you asking me certainly the artist
3: art director oh oh, yeah yeah no it's like funny because Peter, Peter actually is the idea guy, you think, oh, I am because I'm the art, art guy, but no, I have to like, tell Peter to calm down sometimes because he has like so many ideas. Yeah. So, so, no, Pete, Pete, like, yeah, so, because of course he's the, the guy who came up with the idea of doing this based upon uh, the things that we did in our childhood, and then, because I don't think people realize how much, um, like, work goes into, like, balancing a game, well, coming up with the concept in the first place, but then figuring out how to balance it so it's clear and playable for people. Uh, and that that really, that real side really is all Pete. And there's so much that goes into it. But his idea of coming up with the idea of the factions, uh, the lore, and even, and it was his idea to incorporate the cultural element. And that all comes from Pete. And that's why it's like so neat uh, to be able to have someone who has a vision in that way. And then like Peter's saying, then delegate the things that he's not great at, but he's great at well the core of the game and in making the game work, essentially.
1: We grew up games that peter made up so
3: it's
1: fun to see a game (laughs) on paper if you will Um, one more question for the hacks and then i have a question for you guys that's not um hack related so is there such thing as separating business and friendship how does that work you guys ever talk about other than factions
0: yeah hack yes i mean not lately because we were like really i know that's that's wrong segment but no, I mean, we, we, we've we been able to maintain our friendship and this helped our friendship grow because it's something that, like you said, we've lived out of state for so long, um, but we've been able to really connect and talk about all kinds of different things. And it's mm-hmm. just been like amazing to be a part of this and even more amazing to be a part of it with Jason because like, it's just been so much fun. And this is what we would have wanted to do when we were in fifth grade anyway. We just mm-hmm. didn't have, you know, <laughs> any idea how to do it or what to do so it's just kind of been like we're just big kids doing this that the only thing is we're you know just coming up with this crazy idea and and we're actually able to do it together but we still talk about the same exact stuff we talk about our dumb times from you know like high school college and all our all the bad sports teams we were on and like sports and just all that normal (laughs) stuff we just also now actually have this project we're both really passionate about that we're working on together
3: Absolutely. Because I think the thing that's interesting is when Peter and I are together, we talk about like grade school stuff quite a bit, like from that time or like that's one of the topics. But I think kind of throughout the process of doing this, it it forces us to kind of pause and reflect. And I think it's really cool for us as business partners, but also as friends to think, oh, okay, this is how far we were a year ago. This is where we were in the beginning of COVID. And I think that's one of the neat parts too, because it just creates another memory between the two of us. And for Mm -hmm. me, that's one of the, the best parts of working on the project. It's like the memory element of it. Yeah.
1: Now, my question for you guys is, if Hannah and I were one of the factions, do you call them characters?
0: Sure, yeah.
1: (laughs) Can you assign to us each a character that we would be?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. That's hard. All right. Well, I think that for sure, Hannah would be in the faction of... um, zion they're called because they're very disciplined and hannah's very disciplined (laughs) they're they're very determined and hannah's very determined Mm
3: -hmm. and they're
0: very like you know they're very like athletic i guess you could say in that they can fly and move quickly and they cover a lot of ground and that's kind of like hannah um with running so i would say hannah Uh. Definitely.
2: Oh, very nice. I'm going to have to read up on Zion. I'm going.
0: I'm about to go on the Instagram and vote for, for ones st- I actually is got a warning. I'm sorry. They're, they're not yet, but they're kind of going to be the bad guys in our game, but that's okay. <laughs> right, now right now, they're not.
1: Is there one in particular awesome. in the Zion faction that she
0: reminds you of? Right now, we don't have specific characters, but Hannah reminds me of the card Swiftwing Valkyrie. You can look it up. Okay. And
3: what about me? Rachel what uh, <laughs> can do this one Pete. all right you do it go um, for yeah, it yeah i would say so zermano and I was say uh, that, <laughs> because like they're pretty like sure of themselves and comfortable with themselves and they also don't play around so i would say that that that's rachel pretty pretty well uh, there's a card uh called um storm conjurer uh and and so i, I think uh, rachel would actually like that image but yeah she's she's uh, a a, pr- a pretty like strong woman uh and also too i feel like they would have like a like a like a humor side as well because they're fairly like they're also like really, really knowledgeable and I feel like it takes a lot of these awesome parts of Rachel and kind of and in, and in, 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 um, intermingles it in that way.
1: You just made my day. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Thank you.
3: You're welcome.
1: I'm gonna tell my husband Kyle to start calling me storm conjurer.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know about but it. Kyle, so Kyle's on the Facebook group where the storm conjurer was in a a boat again. <laughs> another unit that did he pick, pick that
1: one or the other one?
0: I'll pick the other one. Ah. He picked the elite gladiator. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Real quickly too, before Hannah and I share hashtags, Jason, what what is a funny memory of yours from um the fairy family growing up?
3: Oh funny memory. Oh. Um I, I think um, a funny memory I have is when we were a lot younger, like Stephen would hang out with us a lot too. I remember yeah. one time he was upset because I said like Peter is my best friend, but uh, instead of him. And and so that that's probably my, 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 one of the memories that comes to mind right away. That's really uh, so so sweet. Sure. Yeah.
1: Peter's seven year, yeah, seven years, his minor. Minor. Baby, baby. It was <laughs> this is this
3: was definitely baby Stephen, that's for sure. Baby
1: Stephen. Oh, that's
3: really sweet. Okay,
1: <laughs> okay, so, okay, so yeah. hashtags. At the end here, we like to do some hashtags just to round everything up. Okay. I have a couple.
3: Go do for you it. Want me to
1: start. Okay. You start. Um. Hashtag. Fish funding factions.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Got a job. <laughs> Selling oh, fish God, to fund factions.
2: My my first one comes from <laughs> what you were supposed to be doing in fifth grade versus what you did. Hashtag factions, not fractions. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's such a Zion thing to say, too. That's so good.
1: <laughs> okay. How about this? Hashtag. When you talked about um, inclusion and diversity, hashtag galvanize and fuel our drive. <laughs>
3: ah, nice. Oh, that's nice. I like
1: that Whoa. one. It's a mantra.
3: Yes. A, all right,
2: this one I just thought of. <clears throat> hashtag they not lying. I'm totally zion. Oh, that's good.
3: That's good.
2: All right, let's see if I good can one.
1: come up with one more. Um, oh man. All right, just so you know, in general, folks, hashtag action pack factions.
0: Ah yes, nice. And on that with they action are. with factions, if you or action with factions, if you don't mind me saying. We this has not happened yet. So the number one way that that this can happen is if people support us. And the number one way that people can support us, and we really are asking for anyone who's interested in this, uh, to sign up, first sign up for our email newsletter. They can do that at www.factionsbattlegrounds.com. And then the other thing is when, the and then if you sign up for that, you'll get updates on the Kickstarter this fall. And then when you happen to see those updates, please, please, please consider pledging and supporting Factions battlegrounds, um, so that we can make this happen, and that would just be my my little plug here at the yes, end. So we'll right.
1: that, we'll Please don't that edit that, that out. <laughs>
0: we we'll we don't know how. Okay.
2: <laughs> we don't know how to put things in show notes, but we know I write the description. I can definitely do that. Um, we'll, share That's yeah, we'll share it. Great.
3: We'll yeah, it will share. All yeah, we
2: have an Instagram. Um, yeah, so and um, <laughs> factions. We Fashion too are business partners we yes, sure. fans, we're giving away some t-shirts this season. We're pretty excited about that. Ooh,
3: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: <laughs> free. I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll be free. We are business partners and friends, but like the business word is loose because we lose a little money on our business.
0: <laughs> Got to lose money to earn money.
3: Yes, Thank absolutely. You.
1: Season four. Well, thank you guys so much for chatting with us. Um, and we're very proud of you and excited to help spread the word about this project of yours. Thank you.
3: Thank you, yes. And thank you, so yes. this and was thank so you for fun. having us. This was, this was absolutely great. Yeah, thank you.
2: <laughs> we're happy to have you. Oh.
3: All right, thanks. Love you guys. Oh, tell Andrew I love him. I think he's funny, too. <laughs> okay, all right. we'll tell him. <laughs> right. All right. All right, talk to y'all later. All right, bye. All
1: right, bye. bye. bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Sister Hack. For podcast news and updates and some awesome pictures, be sure to follow Hannah and Rachel on Instagram by following at Sister Hack Podcast.